0: Welcome into the Cyclone Scoop. I'm Alex Halstead, and today we're headed to Ames, Iowa, in the Sue Cup basketball complex where I'm going to meet with Iowa State head coach Steve Prome. It's been a busy several months for Steve Prome and the men's basketball program. Really, since the season ended, Prome and his staff have been off and running, recruiting, and rebuilding and reshaping the roster ahead of the 2019 20 season. Iowa State added three more additions back in the spring. In total, they've turned over six of their 13 scholarships from last year's team. And so it's going to be a new look roster and uh, before Iowa State ramps up practices for the summer and heads to Italy later in the summer, I thought it'd be a good time to check in with Steve Prohm and look back at how they've reshaped this roster and look ahead at what he's trying to do with this roster before the 2019-20 season rolls around later this year. So in just a minute, I'm going to go into Steve Prohm's office and get the low down from him on all those new players, what he's seen so far, what he expects and uh, do a lot of looking ahead. We've looked back in the past that, you know, last season, I'll get into that with him a little bit, uh, but mostly I want to ask him about uh, what this team's going to look like here in the months ahead. So uh, let's not belabor the point. Uh, let's go in, and uh, I'm going to meet with Iowa State head coach Steve Brown. I'm here now with Iowa State coach Steve Prom. Coach, thanks for taking a little time. I know you've been probably running around. I think you guys just started practice, right?
1: Yeah, we're uh, we're, we're four weeks into summer school. Uh, our actual first ten day practice uh, for our Italy trip will actually be the fifteenth when we get back off the road. But uh, because we've got such a young group, I'm doing a lo- lot more team team groups. You know, we get eight hours a week. You can go up to four hours basketball wise. And so uh, today we'll do a team workout. Tomorrow we'll do a team workout. Um, And then, you know, we'll do one day a week where we're doing a lot of shooting and skill work. And so we've kind of changed. We were doing a lot of skill and shooting early. and Now we're really trying to get into the team aspect just because we got a lot to do to be ready for Italy.
0: Yeah. So thanks for taking some time in the middle of all that. Um, This interview is going to be a little bit more forward looking. I think the dust has settled enough on last season. Um, And there's been so much that's happened since the season. but. Before we do get into kind of the forward-looking and all the new stuff, I did want to take one quick step back. And now that the dust has settled on last season, a Big 12 tournament title, um, obviously another 20-win season, what, what's kind of the mindset of looking back at that season and maybe what this team learned, and especially the guys returning, learned from last season that they can now apply to um, your fifth season at Iowa State?
1: Well, I thought we had a terrific year. Um, I think when you play from November to March, and, and I've got to look at it differently than, than you know, everybody else. Um, I think when you go from November to March and you really uh, deal with a lot of things that we dealt with, those injuries, suspensions, uh, the youth that we had on our team at t- at, t- at times, you know, until those guys gained great experience. Um, you know, we g- came out of the gates, we got as high as 13th in the country uh, in the first NCAA poll. Uh, I think we finished top 20 or 21 in the final NET rankings. We won the Big 12 uh, tournament championship, like you mentioned. You know, we really just had a two-and-a-half-week snag. We just didn't play very good. Um, and everybody can pinpoint to a lot of different things for that. When you really break it down basketball-wise, defensively, we just weren't very good. We were only one of seven teams in the first week of February, top 25 in the country in offense and defense. That's probably That hadn't been done here in a I, don't, long time. I, I don't know how long. And so I think when you really look at the nuts and bolts of what we've been able to do, um, you know, I think we've done a lot of really good things. Um, I'm disappointed in last year just because there was more out there for us to get. And when there's more out there, you're always going to second guess or, or, or what if. Uh, but when we played at our best and you talk to people, there, was, there weren't many teams better than us, and we showed that in Kansas City. And we showed that really for four-fifths of the season. You know, again, we had one bad snag where, you know, at West Virginia, we weren't very good. At Texas, the last 25 minutes, we weren't very good. You know, we got beat by Baylor here in a good game. I mean, we, we it was a competitive game. We played well, we didn't make shots at the end, but again, defensive, it goes back when you rewatch the game, we just didn't get stops. But uh, proud of these guys that have gone off, you know, Talon, you get two guys drafted to where, when they got here, um, were they guys that were say, hey, is Taylor one and done? Is Mario Shayak a draft pick? You know, when they showed up on campus, I don't know. Um, but those guys, you know, carry themselves the right way, work the right way, and put themselves in a position to be NBA draft pick. So really proud of those guys. Talon's got to get healthy. You know, he's obviously out for summer league. Merrill just signed at least a two-way deal he just got, and hopefully there's bigger and better things out there for him as well. And uh, and then we've got several guys that are in summer league as well, and, and that's the biggest thing is when they leave here to make sure they're doing well.
0: Obviously, the, the most challenging part of your job and for a college program is then you have to replace players every year some years bigger than others this year ends up being a more difficult task for you in a busier spring because some of those guys uh, went to the NBA you have to replace or you had to replace six of your 13 scholarship players it still seems easier than that um, what was it 2017-18 that that felt more transformative this one it feels a little like it eased in but what was the task or what was the challenge of turning this roster over because it is still almost 50 percent of the roster and then you add in Prentice and yeah. That's another new player.
1: Yeah, I think I think what, uh, you know, we, we took over, obviously, a great situation, and, and I've touched on that a million times. But I think what made the program so good for so long, anywhere I've been, Murray State here as a head coach or even as an assistant, when you get really good and you get great consistency is when you've got guys coming back and you look at guys to where they set the standard, you know, Matt Thomas now just signed an NBA deal, but a four-year guy, George Nying that could contribute at a high, high level for four years, Monte for four years, Nas for five, and you go Melvin Edgem for four. And so, you know, that's our goal is to get those high school guys in here. And then you fill in fifth year and junior college and transfers as needed. And so after the second year, you know we lost I don't know 80 to 90 percent of our scoring I knew that was that was coming and so you know it's hard to flip it like that right away we didn't have a lot of the returning guys back the couple guys back hadn't played a lot uh, and then we're all stepping into new roles Um, and then we got injured and some other things too you know that year as well but I think the biggest thing, the difference I think we have in this year, I think we've got a little bit more guys back that, you know, you look at Tyrese and the experience he has, Mike, the experience he has, Solomon, though he was hurt last year, you know, he's played in the NCAA tournament and won a Big 12 tournament championship. I think George Condit showed really good minutes last year. The only guys, and then Prentice has not done it here, but... You know, I know what he brings to the table, and he's been really well coached playing for Larry out there at Colorado State. Zion and Terrence are the only two out of the seven back that just haven't, you know, haven't done it. Now all their roles are going to increase. Now can they match their roles that we have for them? That's the biggest question. And so you can bring these young guys along. But I think it's not as – like that second year you know where you're just I mean it was eight nine guys but we do need to get to a point it's great guys if guys can go one and done two and done that's terrific if it's the best thing for them Um, but we do you you would love to have some carryover uh, and some consistency in your roster that obviously helps things
0: one of those new players is Rashir Bolton obviously comes over from Penn State Um, I guess this is a two-part question one is where do you feel like you are with the waiver process um but then beyond that if he can impact this year's team how much does that even change the roster because he's a guy like you said another proven guy that's done it at this level at Penn State
1: yeah we'll know more um the waiver is just about complete mm-hmm. from a standpoint of to where hey we've checked it you know dotted all the I's cross all the T's we're going to send it in and so we're second week of July uh, right now so I'm looking for a Answer probably end of July, first of August on that. Uh, hopefully, we get great news on that. Because if you do get good news on that, then I think you look at a guy like Tyrese, you look at a guy like Prentice, you look at a guy like Rossier. That at this level, because the Mountain West, where, where Prentices come from, terrific league. When you look at, you know, we played Nevada in the NCAA tournament. Uh, they've had teams that have won multiple games in the NCAA, so very good league. Uh, you, you look at guys, three guys that I think can get double figures on the perimeter, and that's huge. And then we need some of these, uh, a Terrence Lewis or some of these young guys to step up. But uh, obviously, if uh, Ross is eligible, that really impacts our team in a different way because he can play a couple different um, perimeter positions. With
0: Prentice, what's he kind of like as a player? Because we've talked about this before, but he had the sit-out year to, I think, really continue to improve. How much improvement did you see in those maybe 12 months? And how does he complement the other guys? Because you have some good backcourt guys that seems like they can all maybe play multiple positions or do some different things and still fit together maybe three at a time even.
1: Yeah, I think if you look at our roster, the only guy you would probably say, hey, he's a true point guard right now. Because a lot of freshmen, um, I think it's important to put them in position where they're going to be successful. You look at Tyrese last year. At heart, he's a point guard. We all know that. Mm -hmm. Um, He played to be honest, we joke about. It. I don't know. Did he play the two? Did he play the three? I mean, we play four guards, so you're right. just flown into offense. But he was second in the country in assist to turnover ratio, uh, fourth ever in the history of the school best assist to turnover ratio. If the guy Monte Morris didn't play here, he would have he would be number one. But Monte's set that standard so high, and so I think you put him in position to be successful. And I think we've got some freshmen like that. you got to put them, whether they can be point guards one day, we need to put them in position to be successful right away, whether that's one, two, three. But um, I think the biggest thing Prentice brings, number one, is he's going to give us an identity defensively on the perimeter. Uh, something that, you know, Naz Long was that for us a couple years ago when that team got, uh, that team became a top 50 defensive team. And, and I think Naz had a lot to do with that on the ball screen defense. But that's the number one thing. The other, the other thing Prentice can do that I think he's done a good job in his sit-out year is improve his three-point shooting. Uh, the biggest thing we got to work with Prentice on offensively, it's defensively he's one speed. Offensively he's slowing down in his decision-making, and we just got to continue to work with that.
0: Might as well touch on the third guy then in that equation, um, especially with a lot of news lately on Tyrese Halliburton. Before we get into kind of his actual game or the step you maybe even saw here in the last few weeks, um how did you come across Tyrese? I mean, I talked to um our director of recruiting Evan Daniels the other day and um he said he just didn't get up and see him a lot in Milwaukee and it wasn't like he was lowly recruited. I mean, he had other high major offers. Um you guys were in on him really early before I think about anybody else. How did you come across him and then again making kind of a two-parter? What do you look for in a point guard in point guard recruiting because obviously you found guys like him and Isaiah Cannon and Cameron Payne. Through the years, there's been guys that have been in that similar mold. That they kind of get to campus, and all of a sudden, people are like, "Man, who was this guy? And how did we miss him?"
1: Yeah, we've been fortunate. Um, obviously, um, it's it's crazy to say I'm going in my ninth year, and every year I've had an NBA point guard, and that's why you know you you win seventy percent of your games. Yeah, and so. Uh, I think the number one thing you look at Tyrese and and we knew about him as a junior I watched him going in his junior year um and he was he's tiny he's he's a little bigger now but he was tiny then and um you know Neil had you know done a good job kind of staying abreast you know of you know some you know some Wisconsin kids that we need to follow and so we had him on our radar you know going through his junior year you know at summer where they're going into their junior year so I watched him there in Atlanta um and so I knew of him. And then his going into his senior summer, um, we kept following, kept following, knew we needed a point guard um, and went to Vegas. And I watched him the last, you know, day or two in Vegas. Um, Neil was actually off the road um, because he was having a baby. And so Mike and I, you know, went to the game. Mike was filling in for him on the road. and. You know the biggest thing that I saw when I first watched Tyrese play is number one is just he has a spirit about him and I think that's huge at that position um you know he was arguing with the ref but it was in a way almost to win the ref over if that makes sense like George Nang maybe yeah <laughs> um he was communicating with his team he was huddling his team up he was communicating with his coach um he was he made shots. That's the biggest thing. I think they got to be able to make shots because I do want them to be able to score the basketball at that position. Um, and then he was just making people better. But the biggest thing you look for is can they play at different paces and can they play at different speeds. And nothing sped him up. And and he's just got such a great vision and IQ that when I watched him there, you know, I said, hey, we, you know, he he reminded me because uh, I told William this I said I, it kind of reminded me of Cameron a little bit uh just in the you know the the length of, at, on the with his size with his arms and length and size kind of that you know a little thinner upper body um but ability to make people better um and Tyrese is really his game first as a willing passer and then kind of make open shots now obviously his role is gonna have to uh we're gonna need a little bit more scoring from him this year but you know, once we saw him there, I was like, man, we need to get this kid. And uh, and so then we jumped in full go. You know, we'd always kind of been there, been there, been there, and then we jumped in full go to where, hey, you know, we need you. Uh, you know, we've had great success with guys at your position, uh, your area, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, but that Wisconsin area, state, excuse me, has has brought a lot of really good players over the years here. And, you know, Nebraska was in there pretty good. Uh, I think maybe if we didn't jump any, maybe went to northern Iowa, Um you know, Cincinnati was flirting around, Minnesota was flirting around, but it really came down to probably us, Nebraska and Northern Iowa. And, um, you know, we just, you know, jumped in there and we were able to get him. And, you know, people, I don't know where the story came out that we were going to think about redshirting him because once he came on campus that summer, you knew he was going to impact our team.
0: Yeah, pop people, I just saw, like you said, his yeah. body, yeah. but he he's just such a smart player. That showed his freshman year, I think it was 6.8 points, almost four assists. You mentioned the assist to turnover ratio. So people obviously were already aware of him last year, but then he, you know, gets into this um, Team USA stuff. He makes a twelve-member team out of thirty-one players. I think we're at the tryouts, and you know, high-level other high-level players, and starts all seven games over there. I think he ended up with forty-eight assists to eight turnovers. So there's that. There's the scoring. I think he was ten of eighteen from three, 12 of fourteen from two. I mean, all-around efficient game over there. I don't know with how busy you were if you got to watch every minute of all seven, but did you even see a jump from him from when you guys saw him last in March to over there?
1: Yeah, I watched um, this weekend, you know, things slowed down a little bit to where, you know, a lot of these games were on when we're in in the middle of the workday, you know, and we're doing things and getting ready for practice. But the 4th of July weekend, it gave me two days where I was just kind of at home, uh, had some family in town and, you know, we we just flipped on the game. And so I watched a little bit of the um, semifinal game, and then I watched a little bit of the, the championship game. And, you know, I saw that one pass that got a lot of notoriety. I saw that live. But, you know, the one thing I, I, that I was glad to see is he looked like he was playing. He plays with great confidence, but he looked like he was playing even with more confidence, more command, uh, but still engaging. You know, and when I talk to those coaches, whether it's Coach Weber, uh, Lavelle Moton, everybody kept saying the same thing. He's just got an engaging spirit, unbelievable leader. And like you said, he's seven to one assist to turnover ratio. Coach Weber sent me his stats uh, when he was flying back home, and just said, you know, he was a thrill to coach. He was a huge impact on them winning, winning gold. Um, and you know, Tyrese's life has changed in a year, and that's a credit to him, his character, his work ethic, and his parents and the job they've done.
0: And one of the things with him is um, over there was obviously like I talked to uh, Evan Daniels was over there, and he said that he talked to NBA scouts and different people, and they were just saying he can. There's a game where he scored 21 points, but there's also you know I think five of the seven games he had seven or eight assists, and so it, he picks a spot still. How you mentioned that he does need to score more next year, but at the same time you don't. He's just such a smart player that he's he knows when to shoot and when to make the pass. How do you, what do you think is the next step in the evolution of his game going into year two? It's been a crazy 12 months, but now he's kind of ready to be one of your top guys.
1: The biggest thing i told him, and, and I'll meet with him today, he just got back in last night and he just got invited to Nike camp. And so he'll go to Nike camp in August. And so we've got to get some paperwork in there for him. And then he'll come back from Nike and then he'll go with us to Italy. Um, humility, number one, know why you're, where you're at right now today. Uh, handle all this stuff the right way, be thankful, be humble, uh, and then work even harder than you have before. But um, he won't practice with us this week. I think it'll be good. i just kind of have him with me as kind of like an assistant coach, and I think that's what the point guard is. If not the head coach, the assistant coach, or kind of like the head assistant because you're out on the floor. Um, he's got to be able to score, but the thing that I'm not worried about him is I don't think he's going to be forcing bad shots. Uh, The one thing he can really do, which will help this team, I think he can create easy shots for this team. By the way, he pushes the ball in transition, changing sides of floor, and just be having such great court vision. Um, And so I'm excited to see, it's like I told somebody the other day, I'm excited to see what the leadership of this team can do with this team from here until March. How how much can the, the leaders of this team grow? Because I think Tyrese, And you know you got Mike, Prentice, Solomon kind of in our leadership group, but but Tyrese, I think everybody has to, on great teams, everybody embraces, hey, they're the best player. All right, and then we all have to feed off them. And I think every team goes through struggles, whether it's for a little bit of time or for a while until they embrace that. And even go back to teams that I had that we talked about before, Cannon and Payne, and teams here until you say hey he's our best player and we need a basket we're going to him then teams are always going to going to struggle a little bit or not max out
0: we just spent a lot of time talking about the backcourt and particularly those three guys with Rasier Prentice and Tyrese you seemed really happy in recent months with the front court though uh, you know headed by you know Michael Jacobson for a senior season, Solomon coming back off his injury, then obviously George Condit showed flashes, especially um, the Texas road game stands out to me, just thinking off the top of my head. What do you see from those three guys? And stylistically, you know, it seems like you'll have more options because of that. I mean, do you, do you anticipate trying different things here when you have time just to see what this team can look like?
1: Yeah, we we ran some stuff yesterday in uh, in their individuals. We had the bigs in there through Zion Griffin in that group, too, because he can play some four. And I doubt he'll play five, but he'll he'll play four. And uh, I've told that group the whole summer so far is, you're really our most experienced group. You've all been part of NCAA tournament. You've all won in Kansas City. Solomon, you've done it, been a part of twice, two NCAA tournament teams. Though you didn't play this year, you're part of the team. That's the biggest thing. You've seen it, you've watched it, you've witnessed it. You understand what it takes. Uh, So I think that group's bringing back to most experience. Uh, And they're all a little different. Um, You know, last year, we never had any consistency in the front court from a standpoint of the season we started with eight guys. We didn't have a lot of time to waste on – Spending a lot of time with big lineups, small line. This was our best lineup. This is what we were going with, and it was very successful. You know, for us, when you look at our numbers, top ten in the country in offense and all that. But in our ability to switch ball screens, the biggest change this year will, you know, if Mike plays the four, and he will, he'll play, he'll play some four, or we play Solomon and George together, which we will at times. Uh, what are we going to do defensively? Number one because that's what we really struggled with two years ago when Cameron and Solomon were on the floor together. We scored a lot some days, but I remember playing Kansas State here, and it's 51 to 50 at halftime, something like that to where we're not getting stops. We couldn't guard Dean Wade. And so how are we going to defend? And then offensively, how are we going to continue to have great ball movement like we have had in the past? And so uh, we'll keep some same things in place that we had four out, five out with Mike at the four with Solomon and George, uh, Solomon and George, yeah. We'll do some other things and we'll do it with Mike as well and Zion as well. Um, but I think that's the great thing about Italy is we can play, I can play a half big, I can play a half small, I can play a half run in this offense, I can play a half run in this offense, I can play a half run, I can do a half guard and ball screens this way, I can do a half guard and ball screens this way. And so when we come back, you know, from Italy and we get into the preseason, September 23rd, I think we start. Um, then we kind of have an identity of, hey, this is how we want to play. Summing
0: all that up, we've talked about, you know, the, there's really the six core guys that have had high major experience, especially if you get Rasir, it's five or six, it's going to be something like that. Beyond that proven, you know, those proven guys, I guess, one, what have you seen from it's only been a month in, but what have you seen from maybe the four freshmen? And then you've mentioned Zion and Terrence before, like, those guys, it's time for them to take their step, you know, if they want to step into those roles. So that's another, that's your other six guys. Um, that's a lot to handle. You don't have to go through all of it, but just what have you seen from the freshmen a month in? And then we've talked about Terrence and Zion before, just this is their time.
1: Yeah, I think you You talk about those five core guys, three of them are front court guys. And so that's why when you're looking at that, the strength of your team, when you look at the strength of the team last year, you're thinking, hey man, Horton Tucker, you got Wigginton, you got Wednesday Shayok, guards. you got, yeah. yeah. So we got to get them all on the floor. When I look at the strength of the team this year, the experience, especially early, you know those three guys, you know we may want two of them on the floor for half the half the game, um, especially until these younger guys develop. And so, number one, and that was the challenge of Terrence and Zion. It's time for you. you every program, you have guys that you look at Nas Long
0: and Matt Thomas. You I think know, both.
1: you know, as a point as a freshman, but he's like such a such an unbelievable worker both of them are matt thomas is the probably most diligent worker i've ever been around in 20 something years is the best that's why he's just signed that with the raptors but can they make that step that Matt made from his sophomore to junior year? That that Naz made from his sophomore to junior to senior year? Can those guys make those steps? Can they put the time in and then can they make those steps? And it's on them right now. They've got to embrace it. They've got to accept it. It's kind of like they get the first, they get the first dance, and now what are you going to do with it? But I do think we have some young freshmen. When you look at Trey Jackson's ability to shoot the basketball, Caleb's got great athleticism and toughness. He can make a shot. And then Leach is a wild card to where he's getting strong. He can't put 10 pounds on since he's been here, but he's a guy who can go get a basket. uh, And he's got a great spirit about him. And so with those three guys, you know, if you can get kind of, I always use have sometimes in basketball. Like, we're going to play seven and a half guys. Uh, but if we can get one and a half of those guys, you know, to to help us, maybe two, then man, that's really going to help our team. And then, uh, you know, Luke Anderson's a guy that, you know, is is kind of in that front court, you know, that can make an open shot as well, but they all can make shots. So that's huge for us. Moving
0: on a little further. Um, I think you had five players in the NBA. I'm like, you know, legitimately up there in the NBA last year. Now you you mentioned Mario shayak has got a two-way deal Matt Thomas has a full three-year deal with the Raptors then you put in Horton Tucker and then Lindell's you know trying to get in there through the summer league um what is how, do, how much is have you have you noticed that impact that that has for the program yet I mean when you're out recruiting does that make an impact or is it too early to tell like what all that means I mean it oh. means a lot for the Program yeah, it, Hey, it's
1: great for the program. It's great for those guys. I mean, the, these guys, the thing that, you know, if you're, if you're talking like from a recruiting standpoint, you know, hopefully it helps down the road that they can see, hey, um, you're going to get better, you're going to play a style. I think that's – you look at Mariel Shayok, that's going to really put you in a good position to be successful. Um, <clears throat> but, <clears throat> excuse me, I think it's it's obviously great for recruiting – um, because we, you've got guys on the on the biggest stage, but but the reason those guys are there, man, that's a credit to them, their character, their work ethic. When you look at Niang, his work ethic's off the charts. He's, you know, it's almost like he can't take a day off. Matt Thomas, Nas Long, those guys have already been here through this summer. Nas and Jordan. Their work ethics off the charts, Monte Morris, you know, and they all have different paths. Those guys are all four or five-year guys in college, went to the G League, two ways, and they've got their way. And now Monte, next year, he has a great year, then he could be have a huge payday and down the line. And then you got guys like Burton to where, you know, his senior year was phenomenal. I mean, but he changed, he totally bought in, had an incredible senior year, went to Korea, played great, got a two A, and then put himself in a position. Nader you know average five points as a junior. They all have their own story but the constant theme is their character and their work ethic is off the charts and Shayok's another example and then hopefully you know Talon's been out this summer but you know and he's young he's the first like really young guy but the great thing about it is LeBron and him have the same agent so those guys will be able to really kind of mentor and help him you know through that LA system and and get better because obviously he's really really talented and down the road, I could see Nick Weiler, Bab getting in there. Uh, he's a guy that I said when I saw him, man, his talent level's off the charts, um, you know. But he's kind of like a wing when he first started college. We moved him to the point. I think that really helped take him off. And then Lindell's a guy that I think at that level, uh, with the open floor and the space, his athleticism will, you know, hopefully put him in a position where he can he can get there one day. But they all have different paths. Some get there in four years, five years. Seven years, you know, out of high school, whatever it may be, but proud of all those guys, and but they all represent this program the right way, and that's the best thing about it. And they love this place.
0: The other part of recruiting, I wanted to at least touch on it so early, or it's kind of starting to get into it. But 2020 recruiting, you guys only have I think two seniors with Prentice and Michael, but then there's, you know, obviously all the other stuff that you know, can happen. What, how do you approach 2020 recruiting? Is it mostly you know you got to get a big, you got to get a guard because it's not right now not looking like a massive class so how do you kind of approach that as you get into now this recruiting period?
1: Well I think you I think you have to the way the recruiting's changed now especially over the last couple years you know where now your NBA you can test the waters where usually it was you couldn't leave campus you just got feedback and I told you now you can go test so I think you really got to prepare in recruiting for guys to leave and leave early you know if you if you know that's a possibility and then also think, hey, man, could there be a defection? You know, that's just reality in our game right now. I would rather try to get the right guys in the front end because in the spring, sometimes it becomes a crapshoot to where you know everybody talks about fifth years. Well, Carolina just took two fifth year guys. You know, the fifth year pool is totally everybody changed wants now. Them now. Everybody, Kansas, Carolina, you know, the 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 best of the best, and so those same guys. You know, you, you could be in a dogfight for them. But I think if you can get great high school players then early or if it's a junior college this kid year, we need to do that. Now, whether that ends up being, you know, we're not going to sign six guys early, but if it ends up being three, four, I think we've got to obviously have some common sense in the way we recruit to where, hey, this guy may not be here. If is it going to be – can we get a good player early or is it going to be better to get a good player late? you know, we have to make that decision in our recruiting. If we can get one early, then I think we need to take it if we think we can help the program, because the program is the most important thing. Um, You know, putting these guys in position to be successful, but then you got to protect the program. And then uh, in the spring, you know, you look at, hey, transfers, they've been really good for us. Uh, When you look at Mario, Mike, hopefully Prentice, Deontay Burton, Abdul Nader, you know, those guys, and then the fifth year guys, you know, we haven't, you know, we've got to. If we could take a fifth year guy, they got to be able to come in and obviously make a great impact. But uh, yeah, we have two scholarships, but I don't think we can recruit in the early period just for two. Yeah,
0: yeah, like that's that was the whole thing last year. Is you know you knew there's a chance that was going to go, and even Taitlin. Um, but it's like you got to, you know, figure out how you want to approach it, and now it's becoming just more and more clear. I think across college basketball, yeah, like teams I, have to yeah. just recruit And I would have
1: probably. Um,
0: and Caleb Grill obviously worked out really yeah, well. well, yeah. you know, him popping up late, but that's yeah. not always necessarily yeah, there. But
1: that's you know it was a job change, and, and yeah. you know some different things had to really hit hit <clears throat> hit for that to happen. And so, you know, you look back to last fall. You know, you almost you kick yourself a little bit at times, like, hey, you know, should we have you know said, hey, man, we need to really look at this even more. But I kind of stayed stayed true to just the. The normal, hey, this is what we got, this is what, what we need to sign. I think the way recruitings changed from guys going pro, transfers, fifth, there's so much moving parts that if you can get good players in your program, you got to get them in here.
0: Then I'll end with this. Um, as you get into these workouts, when did you say you begin practice? actually? I mean that
1: our real our first to ten days will be July fifteenth. okay.
0: So, you know, between those practices, those ten days, going over to Italy from August tenth through twentieth, what do you want to learn about this team, and what do you think this team needs needs to really learn in that time, you know to going into the season?
1: I think number one, the biggest thing that I want to learn is um, how are we if we play big, you know what's our what's when we start coming back into September? What do we really want to be our focus on defensively so that we can compete defensively the right way? Uh, Because we really stress rebounding this team. We've got to be a very good rebounding team. The other thing I want to figure out is offensively, if we're big, um, how do we want to play offensively? You know, can Mike, can we just run our four out and five out stuff with Mike and we're good? Um, You know, I think those are two biggest things. If we're small, I think offensively, what we do with the four out, five out. Transition, we're good, um, and then I really want them to understand playing the right way, moving the basketball, playing with a great pace, playing in transition, and then see right now, you know, kind of where we're at. You know, these who's going to be our seven and nine guys that that we can really dial in on, um, and so um, I'm really looking forward to Italy. I think the practice will be good just to get our our defensive mindset today. We'll do a lot of transition defense. We'll do a lot of five on five just to get some things on tape to see and uh, and go from there. But um, I'm excited to get Tyrese back and see him today. Uh, I just think his leadership is, is infectious.
0: Well, thanks for taking so much time out of the schedule right before you guys get going. I think you got recruiting starts and then you- Yeah, this week, yeah. Yep, so there's that and practice. I thought it'd be great to catch up with you. So thanks for taking some time and uh, best of luck as you guys get ready for Italy.
1: Yep, thanks Alex.
0: Thanks again to Steve Prone for taking a half hour out of his day in what is becoming a busy time of the year. Uh, as he mentioned there, Iowa State is about to begin its uh, summer practices in advance of its trip to Italy, which will take place from August 10th through 20th, I thought this was the perfect time to get in touch with him, and I thought there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. Uh, obviously, on Rasir Bolton, Prentice Nixon, Tyrese Halliburton, um, and then you look at the front court of Michael Jacobs and Solomon Young and George Condit. A lot of thoughts on those six guys in particular, and if those six guys um, are joined by a couple other players, whether it's Terrence Lewis or Zion Griffin or one or a few of the freshmen, uh, this seems to be a team that Steve Prohm and his staff um, are starting to feel pretty good about now that uh, they get things put together or start to put them together. Obviously there's a lot of work ahead still on figuring out how all these pieces fit together, but there's a lot of talent there, especially if Bolton gets that waiver here in the weeks ahead. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Cyclone Scoop. I just had another one uh, the other day on basketball. I met with 24-7 sports director of recruiting Evan Daniels, and that was all focused on Tyrese Halliburton. Evan was over in Greece for the FIBA World Cup and uh, gave some thoughts on what he thought of Tyrese Halliburton but what also NBA scouts were saying about him overseas and so if you missed that one that one was right before this one it's only about a 16 minute listen so a pretty quick listen if you want to also hear some thoughts on Tyrese Halliburton since you just listened to a podcast on Steve Prohm and all that basketball uh, you might as well get your basketball fixed by listening to the other one as well so um, that's it for this one we've got a lot of football coming up Big 12 media days are right around the corner I'm going to have some stuff from there as well so we just did a lot of basketball in the last couple episodes uh, but in looking ahead expect a lot of football content on the podcast coming up so thanks for listening and uh, I'll be back with you soon with a lot of football talk